Welcome to Pregnancy Help Podcast. I'm Christine Grimmett, and we have another episode from the Heartbeat Annual Conference in Jacksonville. We have our uh, Director of Affiliate Services, Beth Teamer, with us, and we have Anne Camille Talley, and she is uh, she was one of our workshop presenters. So she presented yesterday on a workshop called Unthinkable Change, It's Not That Scary, and she said it was very well attended. Uh, so if you would like to check out the recordings from our workshops, uh, those will be available on heartbeatservices.org under the store. So heartbeatservices.org slash resources is a great place to go to check out some of those recordings and see if there were any workshops you missed or uh, maybe get you interested in attending next year if you weren't able to join us this year. So uh, welcome to both of you. Let me just start by asking you what you've seen so far, what your impression of conference has been, or maybe there was a moment already that has really impacted you. Well, thanks, Christine. I'm delighted to be here. I must say, for a first-timer at the Heartbeat Conference, I am even more gobsmacked than I expected to be. <laughs> There's that word. Uh, it's um, so heartening for the future of the, of the movement to see so many people here, enthusiastic, lovingly greeting each other, so many vendors everywhere you look, so many exhibitors uh, with uh, the fact that the movement can sustain so many different kinds of business just warms the cockles of my heart. Just love it. And uh, I went to the movie yesterday afternoon. And, uh, you know, as a, as a person who's been hanging around in the pro-life movement for as long as I have, I still learned some stuff. It was wonderful. Yeah, the, the atmosphere here is just sort of uh, a cross between electrical and magical. And it's just <laughs> so fun to be in the midst of it. And, you know, one of my favorite things about conferences is just reuniting or being able to be in person with people that you don't get to see all the time, right? And uh, just renewing those relationships and um, just connecting. That's that's just the highlight yeah. of conference for me, along with all the other wonderful things. That yes, and, and our relationships and the extension of those relationships out into the culture is how we'll change the culture. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's relationship, love it. relationship, relationship. Love, love, yes. love. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Beth, I'm going to turn things over to you because uh, I know you have some questions that we'd like to talk about the workshop topic and change and how we can adjust to that. Christine, thanks so much. So, Anne Camille, we have a little history together. We I was do. thinking as we were preparing to sit down and have this conversation that the first time we connected is when you all contacted Heartbeat to do a board training uh, in the center that you were associated with here in Florida. And uh, I came on site and you were so gracious to have me to your home uh, for dinner before we did that training, which started a beautiful friendship. And uh, over the years that we've known each other, which is probably maybe three or four now, at least. Um, Yeah, there's been a lot of change. And so I loved when uh, we got your workshop submission on the topic of change and that you approached it by saying it's not that scary, you brave (laughs) woman. So um, in the course of what I remember over the years, uh, you went from being on that board and then you had some pretty intense personnel changes that we talked through. And then after that, 
you became board chair, and that was a change for you and a change for the organization. And then not to, you had a new hire of an executive director. And then not too far after that, you started contemplating a merger with another center. And then that merger went through, then you came off of the board, and then you became a Apolog board member. You've had a lot of change. <laughs> I've been claiming to be a change agent for a long time. And, and I am. I love, I love change well done. I don't like chaos. Um, my career was in business, so seeing things con- strategically considered according to a plan, according to where, where the organization needs to go. Um, is a wonderful experience for me. And I love to, I I love that the good Lord has prepared me in pretty much everything I've done for what I'm doing right now. Don't you love how that happens? And you can see the dots just connect and you can see, oh, that's why that happened because now I'm doing this and it's just resourcing everything that I need at this point. That is so amazing. So, Um, Our listeners, I'm sure, are all uh, in the process of some sort of change. I mean, change happens every day, really, if you get down to the nitty gritty of it. And so let's let's start to talk about uh, how we process change or what brings about change and how we manage it. And we want to hear all your brilliant thoughts. (laughs) What what made you? (laughs) Yeah, well, no, of course you do. And what? What made you um, decide that change was a good topic for a workshop? Well, change is a good topic for the workshop at this moment in history. Amen. Because we've seen the Dobbs testimony, we have been praying and praying for an end to Roe v. Wade and Dovey Bolton. And in Charlotte County, where I live, it's been a wonder to have prayed for 10 years now. And I could personally name a couple of hundred people who've been praying fervently for 10 years that we could make Charlotte County an abortion-free county. It's a small, rural, not very wealthy county. And we had one last abortionist and he is in his 80s and he just wouldn't quit. He was doing late term abortions. And we prayed and prayed. And finally, just a few, just last September, he closed his practice with the help of all those prayers, all those sidewalk counselors. And then finally, reprotection came in and figured out what he was doing that was illegal. And that was enough to tip him over the edge. And he closed his practice, which is wonderful. And so we've seen that dream, that earnest prayer come true locally in Charlotte County, Florida. And now we may be on the verge of seeing our prayer for the end of Roe and Doe coming soon. And frankly, whatever they announce when, they, when the Supreme Court finally tells us what they've made of that testimony back on December 1st, it's going to drive change. Amen. That's the truth. It's going to drive change. One way or another. I love that it feels like the pro-life movement hasn't been sitting back on our heels waiting for change to happen to us. You can 
faced with um, something that drives change, something in your environment that's changing or something in your life that's changing, you can react in several different ways. One is to deny it. And many people do that. And we had some people do that when we were crafting change deliberately among our pregnancy centers down in, excuse me, Southwest Florida, or you can let it happen to you, which is to me kind of a good way to get annoyed, or you can grab it by the tail and be part of it and help influence it and help drive it to accomplish the mission. This episode of the Pregnancy Help Podcast is brought to you by Heartbeat International's Pregnancy Help Institute. Now we realize maybe you've been to other training conferences, but the Pregnancy Help Institute is different. As a frontline lifesaver, the care you provide changes the world of each client your center serves day in and day out. So that's why the training you take is so important. We have this training organized under three intensive tracks, leadership, development, and new director. This year, it's taking place the last week of July, July 25th through 29th in Columbus, Ohio. So be sure to register early for the early bird discount to save over $100 on your registration. You can visit heartbeatservices.org to find out more information. Again, that's heartbeatservices.org. There's a banner that talks about Pregnancy Help Institute. So we hope you'll be able to join us this year. My, my biggest message for the workshop attendees yesterday was your bylaws are your friend. You, uh, Beth, had encouraged us from the time that you gave us that board governance workshop, you had encouraged us to pay attention to your governing documents. And so we had tuned them up a couple of times, actually, including adding what's required in Florida that hadn't been there, a paragraph at the end that says, what happens to the assets if and when you dissolve the organization? And I've fallen asleep so many times on different boards reviewing bylaw changes because they can be very boring. Mm. And you can think of bylaws as just more blah, blah, blah. But (laughs) nope, that's not what they are. If you're helping to lead change, you need to read those bylaws, stay awake, read them again, read them again, understand what they say, what they empower you to do, and what they prohibit you from doing as a board as an executive director, um, that's where it's all laid out, what you can do and, and what, are the, what are the ways that you need to do it. And so um, in order to do that, you've got to have a board who's paying attention. And you helped us to understand, among so many other things, how to make, try to make sure you've got the right people on the board, how to avoid some of the pitfalls. And we... We fell into some pitfalls and we wound up uh, when the pandemic came down the pike at us. uh, We had that new executive director and with her help, with the help of a couple of other board members and uh, a young woman who we hired to help us with the communications, we did some rebranding for our center during the downtime. I mean, we, we switched over to virtual care immediately and 
I don't think we lost too many steps with our, with our clientele, moms and dads and babies, but we took the, what downtime there was to the pandemic to think deeply about the things you need to think about before you rebrand. Mm-hmm. We realized that our center was a little rough around the edges, a little worn. Our logo was, um, was a little out of date. And so we, we prepared to rebrand, which for us went all the way through to a whole new name, um, uh, more of a communications and social media stance that we felt would be better for the people who are getting pregnant now, or more important, the people who are getting pregnant tomorrow and don't realize it. Right. Uh, and we wanted uh, to launch that new branding 15 months ago in January. And we were halfway through pulling the trigger on that launch. I'm not kidding. The trigger, trigger doesn't move a long way when you pull a trigger. We were halfway through pulling that trigger and starting to talk with our most important donors and other important advocates about it when January 6th happened, which wound up being infamous for other reasons, but that was also the day of the Georgia election that leaned the National Senate in the direction of the pro-abortion lobby. And that night, the good Lord grabbed me by the hair and pulled me out of a deep sleep and, and whispered in my ear, yes, I know you've, you've, a lot of people have put a lot of work into this rebranding and it could be really good for Charlotte County, but maybe it's time to revisit that slow motion conversation that your center has been having with a more robust center in the next County North. And maybe it's time to sort of think about that more crisply. And I had a brief argument with the Lord (laughs) and he won as he always does. And that day I called around to all of the board members to tell them what had happened overnight. And there were people who said, what does national politics have to do with us here in little Charlotte County? And there were people who I was particularly concerned about, like the people who had been working so hard on the, on the rebranding and done such wonderful work. And God bless them. They, they, saw, they saw the importance of maybe a different way to meet the mission in a better way. Yeah. To be stronger together. And that wound up being our little tagline for the, the merge announcement. And so we are stronger together. I just had lunch with Brenda Brown three days ago, the day before I came here. And we nowadays, we never get together, but we hold hands and say we did the right thing. Yeah, that's just amazing. And Camille, because you were moving so strongly in one direction, like a locomotion, right? You were down the tracks and you had put in a lot of time and effort and sweat equity into rebranding. And, and some money too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Can't forget the money part. That's right. And, uh, and then, you know, the Lord sort of said, hey, let's change this up. And uh, kudos to you and to that team that you were willing to, you know, follow that leading 
and not put your, you know, feet in the cement and say, nope, I'm not going because look at the results, you know? Yes. It's, it's wonderful for, for years. I, because I'm a metrics person, I was a market researcher for 30 years in the pharmaceutical and biotech industry. And I wanted for so long for us to be able to have better measurements of the services we were providing of the even outcomes that we were creating of crafting healthier, stronger families for Charlotte County. And we just couldn't get it done. In the workshop, I referred to that as our naughty as not. And we just, we just couldn't untie that knot of getting good metrics. And then I had the extreme pleasure this past January when one of our biggest, most generous baby showers was held. And I introduced the young woman who leads intervention for pregnancy solutions, the center we merged into. And somebody asked, well, you know, how many, how, how, what are you doing with that ultrasound that the, our Knights of Columbus gave you? And at that point it had been moved from our center to the new center for six months. And at one point she was showing us a little three minute video and she pulled up her phone and she was able to tell the women who had just given us four huge tables full of beautiful handmade stuff, new stuff. And she pulled it up. She said, Oh, um, we've used, we've, we've done 184 ultrasounds and 23 women changed their mind about abortion. Save 23 babies. And that right, right there off her smartphone. Hey, right there. Yeah. Right. There. And it was, it was a way to really lock in the support of that particular guild of our lady at my parish who loved the Caroline and so had supported the the older, less strong center for the whole 34 years that it had been around. And, and some of them were, there was a little rumor going around that someone had looked at the, the website and said, well, they offer abortion. And it turned out that someone who doesn't know what they're doing looked at the website and as all pregnancy centers say, are you, are you thinking about abortion? Click here. And so they assumed, they jumped to the conclusion, I should say leapt to the conclusion (laughs) that we would now be offering and recommending and referring for abortions, which couldn't be further from the truth. But those things happen. People come up with all kinds of crazy opposition. And the good Lord also sent me a dear, dear friend who's been through a number of major business mergers and acquisitions. And she visited us and I was complaining that people were, a few people were lying. I was hearing rumors that someone who had no reason to tell that lie, told that lie. And she said, Oh, she said, that's pregnancy center as self-fulfillment rather than pregnancy center as mission. Hmm. And the lovely woman, Karen, who was my track captain, host, host, yeah. track host. I wanted to say track coach. Uh, <laughs> that too. She, she ran around she, the room and did She that told me shot. yesterday that she grabbed that pearl and texted it off to someone back in her home awesome. center. Yeah. yeah. Because we need to always return to our mission. 
what are we trying to do here? We're trying to build strong families for our culture. Yeah, yeah. And returning to mission, like you said, with those core documents, those governing documents, really helps us to recenter, refocus as change happens all around us. And the thing is, I mean, those bylaws can be changed. It's not like they can't be changed, right. but you can do it in an intentional, strategic way. Legal to, way. A legal way, very important. <laughs> yeah. Um, in order to bring about the change that you want to see happen. And, yeah. you know, your center and the merger is such a good example of that. In the workshop, you talk about a couple of tools that I just want to um, let our listeners in on. Uh, before we wrap this up, because, you know, again, with major change, we don't want to go into who moved my cheese mode. Uh, <laughs> so how do we not do that? How do we not do that? You talked about innovations roadmaps. You talked about building relationships. You talked about networking. You want to just jump in on those for a few minutes? Sure, sure. And uh, the one of the last slides in my from the workshop yesterday lists actually the the places on the, the URLs on the internet were actually found that innovations roadmap and the network roadmap. Um, I created the thought list for driving change. Um, it started out as a checklist. And then I realized, well, we're talking about all kinds of different change, all kinds of different centers. Everyone's unique. You've seen one pregnancy center. You've seen one pregnancy center. And so I changed it to a thought list, but it sort of lays out, a lot of the different things that you want to, the balls that you want to try and keep in the air. Right. And then I found from Microsoft templates, I found a five page checklist just in case one of the changes you want to make is to create a revenue producing business. That's a checklist for creating a business. And we had a gorgeous example of that among the exhibitors here. Um, I've, I, I didn't retain their name, but they, they help end trafficking of women mm. and they have the young women who they free creating bracelets and lotions and candles. And that's that's a really important method of funding their nonprofit. Right. And uh, so, so they, I provided a, a checklist, but you can find, you know, Google and DuckDuckGo can be your friend. They may not have a specifically pro-life checklist or map for what you need to do, but they'll give you some good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Great. From, from people who've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, went home. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's just so helpful when you think about, okay, I know the change is coming and believe me, you know, we live in that time. I shared a devotional a few days ago with our executive roundtable participants about the idea, of course, for such a time as this, and this is a time, there's no doubt about it, and change is all around us. And so the idea of being able to use good tools and put things into things like thought lists and checklists and networking and roadmaps um, just helps you to be able to facilitate the change. Uh, sometimes, um, it helps you to be able to manage the change in your own emotions because that has a lot to do with change, right? Yes. Uh, just a couple of days ago, I had the opportunity to participate in a, 
uh, uh, just to listen in as a participant in a webinar about getting outside your own comfort zone. And um, before, but before I talk about that, let me also say that there was not a checklist, but a document that you gave me from Heartbeat because I've cried on your shoulder so many <laughs> times. And when I cried on your shoulder about that particular change in direction, you said, well, we have a, a document called when a merger is a possibility. Mm -hmm. And, and it absolutely was exactly what we needed. It worked for the boards of both organizations to make us all comfortable with, there's a good way to do this. So um, that document, by the way, was written by Gerald Godsey, our president. And uh, it is really a very clear roadmap of things you have to consider with the extreme amount of change that a merger brings. Um, but I'm glad to hear that it was so helpful to you because uh, sometimes in all of that, you can get a little, um, your vision can get a little clouded. You feel so overwhelmed that you think, I don't even know how to take the first step. And so that document is so helpful. And here's step one, step two, like how to eat an elephant, right? One, yeah. bite, at a time. <laughs> one bite at a time. Yeah. So Harpy right. uh, can yeah. make that available yeah. uh, to others who may be contemplating that. Okay. Yeah. So at all the while that you're doing that, you're getting further and further outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that growth happens way out on the end of a limb. It doesn't happen on the big sturdy part of the limb. So you go from your comfort zone to fear, to learning, to growth. If you, as you move along and keeping your own emotions under control requires prayer, constant prayer, return to the mission. Another great thing about the mission is that when you the rumor mill spits out something that's, that makes you want to be just mad. You can go back up through the rumor mill, uh, even if you, you're not ready to just go to the person who was quoted. You can send a, send a little flag back up the rumor mill that says, have a look at the mission. This is what we're doing. <laughs> this is going to be a better way right. to support those right. moms. It's your anchor. It's yeah. your consistency. It's your, you know, it's where you, you, everything flows from there. That's right. From Jesus through there. Amen. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's, um, this has been a great conversation. Let's kind of pull things together. I know at the end of your workshop, you kind of gave the, um, the steps or the plan uh, and here were your suggestions. Use your tools. Some of the things we just talked about. Uh, prayer, we can't say enough about um, the difference as we pray through change uh, that that can make and helping us to, again, manage our emotions, to uh, get rid of our fear, to be able to trust in the leading. Um, so tools, prayer, Work, you said, work your roadmaps like a GPS. I love that, right? <laughs> so you just got to keep going back to that map. Like, here's what we've plotted out, and we're just going to keep following That's it. Right. And here, here's where we are now. Yeah, think about when you're in the car sometime, and you really don't know where you're going, and you're following your GPS, and it doesn't seem right. Like, you're on a road where you think, I should be in a <laughs> metropolitan area, and I'm seeing cornfields. But before you know it, two minutes down the road, you make the left, and you're right there, right? Yeah. Yes. And I got to tell you, on the way up here, I had a six and a half hour drive on Tuesday and not once, but twice 
my Google Maps took me off the highway to go yeah. a mile down the road, bang a U-turn and come back and get back on the same road. Exactly. So these things do happen. <clears throat> they and, do happen. And sometimes it's because you have a conversation with a major donor who says, hey, here's something else you might want to think about. Sometimes it's a, it's a client who's got a particularly compelling question. So yeah, you have to work your network, have to keep your board informed, keep your big donors informed, and don't wait until you're in crisis and the money's all gone. Yeah, Build up a bank account. And I believe that our that our colleagues at the at the other center were very pleasantly surprised when they learned that we weren't completely broke. We still had money in the savings account, and that would be part of the merger. They right. would acquire that if right. they acquired us. And so don't don't let it go too far. Yeah, we talked about relationships in the beginning of our conversation. Your next step. Uh, is engage your fellow travelers. You know, don't be an island. Don't do it on your own. We are better together. Uh, There's strength in numbers. Together, we have the mind of Christ, right? So engaging fellow travelers on this journey of change. And uh, then this is my absolute favorite. Celebrate and repeat. Yes. (laughs) We don't celebrate enough, right? Look at this major victory. We now have a stronger Um, service in Charlotte County, because people were willing to change. It's really what it comes down to. And we need to celebrate that and all of the hard work, all of the getting outside of your comfort zone, all of the letting go of the fear, we celebrate that, and then repeat, because it's not a, hey, we did that. And now we're done, because the next change is coming. There's no doubt about it. And Camille, you are amazing. And I appreciate you so much. I really do. Thank Thank you you so much for sharing with us this morning, for being here at the conference, for teaching that workshop, for being an amazing board chair, and now for the work that you're doing at Apologue with the doctors. That is such a valuable part. Such an honor, such a joy. Hanging out with with so many high-end OBGYNs who have such a heart for life. It just makes me smile all the time. So you make me smile. Thanks again for being here. Thank you, Beth. Hey, thank you both. And uh, to our listeners, thanks for spending some time with us. And if you're interested, some of the resources, the Heartbeat resources that were mentioned uh, a lot are available through our Heartbeat Online Academy. Um, and we do some in-person trainings as well as they mentioned the the board training that um, Beth went in person and, and did a training. We have some consultants that will go to your center. If you're interested in anything like that, please contact Heartbeat. We'd love to get you connected to some resources and training opportunities. So with that, I wish everyone a great rest of your day. And thanks for listening to this episode of the Pregnancy Help Podcast.